Good evening and welcome to another episode of Before the Storm. Thank you for joining us. My name is Jared. I'm James. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And we have to get into some college in the association, the NFL, and we have three cues of the day. But first we're going to get into college because we had what was a quarterback trifecta, an unexpected mm. three-quarterback yeah. game Let me tell you. for the opening game for Oklahoma State this year against Tulsa at Boone Pickens last Saturday. James, it was certainly Ooh. one to watch. Man, it was, well, it was an ugly game to watch, is. but I mean, but it was... <laughs> you, you, hurt my soul. You hurt had to watch soul. it to make sure, okay, are, are we, are we going to win this game? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I t- literally, I, w- I wanted to turn it off, but then I was like, okay, I really want to know if we're going to win this because right. like, it, it was so annoying that we were losing to Tulsa for such the majority of the game. Right. But then, like, also I wanted to be like, okay, we can still do this. Like, we can still pull this off right. with, like, our third-string quarterback in there. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was hard to watch. So yeah. hard to watch. But uh, I don't know if I'd call it a trifecta because uh, mm. Bullock, I mean, he he came <laughs> in and had a rough, like, go at it. Man. Yeah, definitely it was, definitely uh, the lower tier of that trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> um, it de- obviously didn't help that Spencer got hurt. It looked like he took – a couple of hits uh, before the before his last play, which was a handoff to uh, Chuba Hubbard that was lost. It was a fumble was a recovered fumble, by yeah. Tulsa. That was his last play of the game, but it looked like he took about two hits uh, well, before he went out the game. I, I think part of his reason is he's quick with his feet and he knows it, and he yeah. knows that he can beat people around the edge and he can he can outrun people. But he got to quit taking hits. This guy, I understand he's got the speed, he's fast, but we we need him. Like we need him to play we need him back there because he knows the offense the best at the moment out of all the three guys that we have uh i just think that he needs to no you know no offense to the other guys that came in you know yeah they they played well and we got the win you know barely you know anyway <laughs> uh but i think he needs to be smarter and taking not taking those hits a prime example of that is like cam newton cam newton mm-hmm. is he's got like the size of like a tight end yeah he, you know but, he's a big guy he but can he run. always runs the ball and you can see that you see he's got so many rushing touchdowns that he's had but he's also been injured a lot because you know you got big dudes out there on the other side of the football and you and like spencer sanders isn't that big of a guy he's not no cam newton mm. so i'm saying he's got a he's got a you know take the numbers back on the the big hits that he's been taking and mm. uh, maybe just run it out of bounds whenever he's running the ball and not try to lower his shoulder you know he mm. ain't no running back so right well i definitely think that he's kind of played to a different kind of different kind of standard from the beginning of this year or last year i think his his uh his accuracy has gotten better his arm strength has gotten better uh i think he was he was built off of running the football. I think him running and scrambling the football is fine, but I think he's got plenty of receivers to yeah, go yeah. down the field with. And, I mean, we've got Tylen Wallace back. I mean, right. yes, I, I, everybody's going to, of course, double him. Mm. That's definitely going to happen. But right. he's got other guys. He's got a great arm. He can get it there. Uh, but he's also got to be smarter with it, too, and not force things. He he has, you know, when it's not there, don't mm. run out of bounds six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, get rid of it, you know, that uh, – just go ahead and throw it out of bounds, something like that. But sometimes, you know, some of these younger guys like that, they like to force it or, you know, not get rid of it and just take it out of bounds. Like, like save yourself the possession – or not the possession, but, like, save yourself the loss of yards and just get rid of it. And I think uh, – what was the third-string quarterback? What was his name? Oh, it's Shane Illingworth, yeah, the Illingworth, freshman Illingworth. out of Narco, yeah. he, California. He did that really well. I know he only had five passes, but the one that he uh, – the only one that he didn't complete because he was four for five – he he had that same kind of position that like Sanders is in a lot, and uh, he'll be out of the pocket, and he, there's nobody open, and instead of just running out of bounds and taking a six yard loss, he just tosses it up to like mm-hmm. the stands, right. and doesn't take a loss or anything, and we just go back and you know 
the next hit the next down and yeah. i thought that was really smart of him he's got great he had great iq he didn't panic mm-hmm. coming in as the third guy for us and uh you know won us the game uh, you know i mean for I, lack of words you know well let me t- i'm telling you this kid has confidence um i think really he well. was the number 16th ranked overall player in the state of california and remind yeah. you that cal- the big states are texas florida i mean georgia uh kentucky here in Oklahoma, California, Nevada. I mean, these are the big uh, football states. I believe he is the highest recruited uh, player and uh, at the quarterback position that OSU's ever gotten. I think. Really? I yeah. believe. I, yeah. I remember seeing that somewhere. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but, right. but <laughs> I, mean, I believe high. he's definitely a very high recru- highly yeah. recruited player that we have gotten. Yeah, he's no one doubt. of the higher ones. Yeah. Because you know what we do as you know, and we're very well known for it is taking a three star recruit and turning mm. him into something good. You know? <laughs> you know, James Washington is a very valid point of that. Mm-hmm, right. He's out there playing great for the Steelers now, as you know, the only we were the only D one college to give him an offer. Right. So, uh, but this guy, you know, he was highly recruited, and there you could see why. Like he played really well. He came in, didn't panic, like you said, and uh, he really showed a lot of poise in the pocket, and yeah. he did good. He uh, ran the plays great. We we ended up getting the win, so you know, no hate right. here. But uh, it was a it was a tough one to watch, honestly. You know, having to win that in the fourth quarter was uh, not something any OSU fan expected, or maybe even other people, not even OSU fans. Yeah, and I know. That, like a lot of people are, are giving OSU a lot of slack after that game and saying, you know, oh, they're not the team everybody expected. But there was a lot of like things that happened in that game there were a, lot and, and a lot of injuries a lot of adjustments a lot of you know yeah. and you know losing your starting quarterback who has been you know taking all the reps uh coming up to that game yeah. and then just throwing in the second guy and then the third guy that's a big adjustment huge yeah yeah and then going from a guy like spencer sanders who can run the ball his moves well with his feet and uh you know has a great arm and you know different play style and then going to bullock and the Shane Ellingworth, Ellingworth, right? yeah. Mm. I always forget his name. And, uh, <laughs> they sometimes call him the Illwater. The Illwater is I, I like in it. Stillwater. <laughs> I like it. And then, uh, but anyway, and you know, all three of those guys have kind of a different play style, so yeah. it's a big adjustments, big adjustments. And you know, still got the win. Uh, we should have, uh, you know, Spencer back this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, I definitely hope to see him. You know, be smarter with the ball, smarter with not taking hits, and protect that ankle, as we're going to need him throughout the season. And you know he knows the offense the best. He's he's already got a year under his belt after last season, and he played great last season, in my opinion. And uh, I just you know see him get better from here, and you know not be injured. Yeah, no, and I think we learned a lot about this game too. I mean, I know it was sloppy, it was ugly, and Oklahoma State's going to take the victory no matter what. But we learned a couple of things here. One, we learned well. Sometimes there are tough games on the ground game, and that proved with the offensive line a little bit shaky uh, definitely until from about the first half until the third quarter, I'd say. But because there was a drive where it seemed promising, it looked like Ethan Bullock and the offense were moving down the field, and then you had that just that – it was a terrible throw, oh, an yeah. interception to, uh, to Allie Green for Tulsa on a throw to uh, Tylen Wallace. didn't even look like he was ready for the ball. Uh, I mean, those two guys were going at it all game. Yeah. You could see yeah. that they – Tylen Wallace and him were both inside yeah. each other's heads. Yeah. They were both, you know, you know, that's a, that's a good football though. You know, everybody yeah. loves to see that, you know, yeah. aggression in there and, you know, fighting for every possession. And, uh, you know, but that was just a terrible throw. I don't think Tylen was mm. even ready for it, you know, right. and it, it ended up in Tulsa's hands, you know, right. that he picked it off easy. Uh, and yeah, it was just, a, it was a freaking killer, man. It just yeah, it killed was. our momentum. It killed everything. And, and after that, we had to just switch it up again, you know. Well, even admit Tulsa had their moments. There was, there was, few times where Zach Smith had beautiful, incredible throws down the field, 
And it seemed like Tulsa has a little bit of an advantage in this category and that touchdown to uh to Josh Johnson uh from sixteen yards out in the late in the second quarter, it seemed like, well, this this is great coverage by Colby Harrell Hill. This is just a beautiful throw. And there were moments where Tulsa had an advantage and you gotta give them credit. I mean, they did what they had to do, but if and if I'm if I'm their coaching staff, I'm saying this this is a great game for them. This is oh, an absolutely great game for them. They should be proud of themselves. Oh, definitely. A team like OSU and the the power that we, you know, had expecting coming in, you know, the high expectations we had coming into yeah. the game, uh, and then for a team like Tulsa, you know, I'm pretty sure we were favored by yeah. probably like 20 points or something. Right, yeah, I think and, it was 22 and a half, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And then to only win by nine, it mm. was it was something. You know, that's yeah. – I, I feel like you tell – you if you're the Tulsa coaching staff, you tell your guys you're nothing but proud of them because sure. – that was a very hot, hard fought game, uh, and then if you tell the guys on OSU, then uh, you tell them that the competition is going to get nothing but harder from here, mm-hmm. and we cannot have another game like that, or are we going to yeah. lose? Right. So, uh, I, I definitely think there's going to be some adjustments. Uh, some of those other, those couple, you know, quarterbacks and the those other two guys, I think they're going to start seeing some more reps, uh, you know, in practice because you know we never know if Spencer Sanders is 100 percent or not, you know. I'm sure he's not a hundred percent, but I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think he. I hope he will play, and you know, definitely be smart with the ball and smart with the, his uh, ankle and stuff like that. Well, so. I'm hoping it'll be, it'll be a little more organized uh, for West Virginia, and uh, it'll be an interesting game. And they they got a bit of an underrated defense. Uh, I, was, I was just watching them a little bit yesterday uh, against. I, th- I think it was Eastern Kentucky they were playing uh, just a, a week the, ago or a couple weeks ago. Of game, oh man, I mean, it was pretty pretty lopsided but it was <laughs> i don't think it was even that close to be honest with you but i'm telling you it was 56 to 10 okay 56 Ooh. to 10 so Dang. well um, i mean it is eastern kentucky right right and then that's what you need to do you know that's what you need to do against uh, those cupcake yeah, yeah, teams yeah. but i think it'll be an interesting game and it, hopefully it'll be a little more organized and straightened out uh in this game because gotta, it, was, it was a lot of adjustments that need to be made for Oklahoma State. I know we did this last week, and mm. um, it did not come out the same, but uh, yeah. do you have some uh, final predictions for yeah. uh, this West Virginia OSU game? Well, I'm going I'm to say that uh, I'm going to say that West Virginia gives it gives it more of a fight on the, on the defensive side. Um, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say 34-20. Oklahoma State comes out on top. 34-20. I think I'm gonna say uh, one by nine last game. I'm gonna give them a 14 point game. This I was gonna do the same thing. I was gonna say uh, 24 10. Okay. 24 10. Okay. Uh, I think, and it's also gonna be very key if uh, Spencer Sanders stays mm-hmm. in the game the right. whole time. You know, as yeah. long as he keeps, it doesn't get injured again. Because I think the Tulsa game would have had a very different outcome mm-hmm. if we didn't have to go through three quarterbacks. All right, we gotta watch that. Also, man, LD Brown, he's becoming. I, I wrote oh, about great. him in the uh, in the Ocali did this week. He's becoming a fan favorite at Stillwater. He did great. He did amazing. I honestly think he played better than Chuba. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he had a better game than Chuba. I mean, he had twenty seven carries. Chuba had twenty seven carries for ninety three yards. He just couldn't get past that offensive line. Now credit to the Tulsa defense. They were besides prepared that for Chuba. Right, they were definitely prepared for yeah. Chuba. Now besides that. If you're running behind what that offensive line was in the first half, I, I don't even know if if Barry Sanders could be successful in the ground game in, yeah, in yeah, that yeah. case, and that's saying a lot. But that's a that's a valid. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, it'll be a little more straightened out against West Virginia. Now, going into the association, we have a finals matchup that's looking to be. Uh, it looks like the, the microwave. It's it's at thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten. It's about to be ready. Looks like we're about to have. 
a Heat Laker finals, but That's wait, but wait, Ooh. we've had the Denver Nuggets uh-huh. yep. with that three they one. Might, they might have it. They might have the Lakers just where they want <laughs> them. Always that three one. They're right where they want them, right? But I, don't wait, know. I mean, but it, it I seems. Don't know if Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron James can. You know, <laughs> LeBron is uh, he's been on the opposite end of right. the three one and yeah. came back. So yeah. I don't know if is he'll. It his t- is it time now to be on the opposite side? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like the, the Nuggets seem to be in these games. Like I said, I mean, they could score yeah, as much they, as the Mavericks or Raptors they, they, they or Lakers. Really well, it's just it seems like right at the end they just fall short. Right, they just fall a little bit short, and and that comes with just the extra guys that can do it. The the guys that that lead this team like LeBron and AD specifically AD because he's he's got to be more I think he's got to be more of the score now LeBron can get away with it he can come up with more passing and and less of, about scoring I don't think he needs to worry about that it's going to be out to the, the extra guys like Caldwell Pope and Kuzma and Dwight mm-hmm. Howard be he was very energetic uh in some of the past games where he was just getting bored after board and he would be very aggressive down low and you need some of that extra extra oomph to, to get over the top. And that's what has been happening with this Laker team. I think that they're just doing a little bit more. I think Denver seems to be in it. They're scoring, and they're doing what they need to do. Jamal Murray is going to be one of the, the best guards for, for the next, uh, I think, seven years at least in the NBA, after this, after, especially after this bubble, after this playoffs. But they just seem to fall a little bit short. Yeah, uh, and I think that what they're going to need is they're definitely going to need more from uh, Michael Porter Jr., and mm. uh, those guys like that, mm. and uh, Millsap, those guys really, you know, they need just a little extra push because mm. you know, uh, the Joker and uh, Murray can only do so much. Right? You know, they they've only got so much they can, yeah, they can put on it or they can, you know, score it on their own. And you, you know, right. that's a good Lakers team they're playing against. So they are. We'll uh, we'll have to see if they can have three consecutive uh, three one comebacks. Yeah, I mean that's going to uh, be <laughs> they play again. Uh, was it tomorrow night they play again? Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe it's going to be tomorrow night. And man, could uh, they do, do the, it again? Do the uh, Heat and uh, Celtics, the Celtics play? Do they tonight? They do. Yes, they play tonight. They do play tonight. Yeah. So that might be the it's end of the Celtics. Of that might be the end of for the Celtics. Which uh, which I'm glad you brought that up because I mean this kid Tyler Harrell. It's unbelievable. I mean, and he was, I think uh, I and a bunch of other people too, I mean, they saw this coming. They saw this, who this kid was. And oh, he, he was, was yeah. out of Kentucky with also stamina. I think he was one of the few ones, if not the only one, that played every single game from Kentucky that year. He, and as a young kid, that's incredible. And the way he was able to shoot, the way he was able to put up points 37 points as a 20-year-old right. in, the play, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. What yeah. a what a what a what a crazy game! What a good right. guy! I'm telling good, you, man. good player, such a good player. Yeah, such uh, such high expectations from here on out. And I he's think. he's around he's, the perfect team to build on. Great shooting, uh, great energy, great right. guy. I mean, oh man, it was it was great to watch. Yeah, and, it was and, great to see him go off. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, you know, in my opinion, I kind of want the Lakers Celtics mm. rematch, but yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think that's happening. Not with <laughs> not if this guy's dropping thirty seven <laughs> on their heads, you know. I mean, well, this kid, this kid literally came out as uh, as we already knew he was going to be a, a deep perimeter shooter, but now he's beginning to be an all around guy. And if you got him playing like this from here on out, I mean, this is going to be scary. Definitely, this is going to be this is going to be incredible. I mean, it, and he's around the right team, man. He's a right he's a right around a Duncan Robinson who's who can can light it up from deep, who runs around perfectly around the court, who is screening guys and who 
is able to get by screens and who runs the court so well and he gets open and he's incredible. The Heat and is uh, you got Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic, that veteran guard, and and you got uh, some of the other tough guys that, that be, do the dirty work. They're going to be a tough team to beat. Man, I, I I if the Celtics could somehow pull this off, they are going to have to play their their tails off. And then if if and once the Heat get to the finals, if they do, um, they're going to have to you know like. There's going to be whoever plays against them is going to have their work cut out for them. The mm. Heat are not going to give up easy. Oh, for sure. And and this was a fifth seed team. Remember that they don't look like it. Yeah, this will be the first time the Heat are back to the finals <laughs> since uh, uh, 2014. Yeah, since LeBron, LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh. Right, right, the big three, and now uh, and now it seems like a a big two and just a bunch of other just great, great guys. role players, <laughs> great role players. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe that's. That's better. Maybe that's better. I honestly prefer this Heat team over the 2010-11 Heat team, which was LeBron and Chris Bosh's first year. With I enjoy the Jimmy Butler more than LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James is a you know fun to watch guy, definitely. Right. But one of the uh, best, right? You know, I just you know you just hear so much about LeBron. It just yeah. kind of it gets it gets old. So right. I, I'm really enjoying. Uh, and you know, Jimmy Butler has done his own thing. He went away from Philly. And uh, went to the, join the Heat, and did, he's doing his own thing. He's you know he's that guy. He's the he's the guy there in uh, Miami, and I, I really respected that. And mm. uh, he's he's proven that he can be that guy. So I also think yeah, from a fan perspective too, if it is Heat Lakers, I think most of the fans are going to be wanting the the Heat to blow them out. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. I think it's going to be it's going to be great to watch. Great, yeah. great basketball. Uh, that look that's looking to be who's going to be in the finals. And I don't think anybody will be disappointed with that as the Heat are playing magnificent and, right. you know, the Lakers, who everybody expected to be there anyway. So They are. And and so it'll be something to watch. It'll be a, uh, an amazing series no yeah, matter this what. Will be, it'll be great watching the uh, the Heat as a fifth seed if they make it to <laughs> and win the finals. You it, know? it just hit me that I, I just thought of that. It really doesn't seem that way. It does, are, I never thought not, of them as a fifth seed. They are seed, not never. playing like a fifth seed. Yeah, I, I, I never even, – even during the regular season, they I, I are, never thought of them like that. What are they like? They've only lost like three games, four games. Yeah, I mean they they so they had swept, they, they, they the, swept Pacers. the Pacers. They lost one game against the Bucks. Yep. They lost one game here, and they're so yeah. I mean they lost two, <laughs> they games. Lost two games, two that, games. Yeah, in the playoffs, that that's incredible. That's nuts. They're like, what is it? Wow, I don't know. So so eight eleven and two eleven and two <laughs> in the playoffs. Incredible. Jeez. And that is they're playing amazing. out of their minds. And then so. We'll definitely watch that. That'll be something to watch. Now, going on to the field, the NFL, the best matchup coming on Monday night, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Obviously, whenever you get these two teams together, these two quarterbacks, I mean, great get the popcorn ready, put your feet up type of game. It's going to be one one good game right. because both of these quarterbacks are uh, great arms, great legs, you know, great vision. Yep. Got it all. Yeah, Pat yeah. Mahomes, he, he's gotten to – obviously, we, we know about Lamar Jackson, what he can do all around, but Patrick Mahomes has been kind of an underrated runner. He's been, he's oh, yeah, been he's, very good he's running good the football. He's uh, good on his feet. Since the, he's got la- the, since the latter part of last year. He's got more of the vision, though. Yeah, like, you know, making, yeah. making them no-look passes, you know, mm, making it look man. like it's the NBA out there or something. You know, like, Make, he's, like he's Magic Johnson on the football oh, field. Oh, literally, yeah, making the most difficult passes look so easy. And this is a kid who – literally could have been whatever you want. I mean, this is this is someone who could be the next Tom Brady or the next uh, Brandon Whedon or whatever 
you want to put uh, Colt McCoy? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but he, but this is a kid that is wasn't literally he, around the right system. And he wasn't even drafted number one, right? Yeah, it, this was this is a kid who's literally around the right system, around the right coach, Andy Reid, and he's just Andy's just having fun. Like I think we talked about it before. Andy's just a guy who is like your basic dad, and <laughs> like you just laugh at when you when you just look at him, and so he, they're having a lot of fun, and they have the, definitely a chance to to be the defending Super Bowl champions definitely, once again. Definitely. I definitely think they need to pick it up, though. Oh, opinion. yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would say that they're, they're secondary, though, lax. And you, you said you dropped them right in, in fantasy, their I defense? Did, I did drop the Chiefs' <laughs> defense. <laughs> I, don't blame you there. but yeah, they, uh, they, uh, Last week against the Chargers, it was, uh, in my opinion, I think they should have lost that game. Because mm-hmm. the Chargers, the Chargers were the better team that game. If you watched the game, the, the Chargers played better. Justin Herbert went over and for three hundred yards. Was he yeah. had like two or three touchdowns? I think he ran one or two of them in himself. Mm-hmm. Right, he, he did really well. Yeah, and I, in my opinion, the Chargers should have won that game. But when you have a kicker like like the Chiefs have, you know that guy <laughs> made them. Harrison cool, Butker made a great kick. It was a great kick to win yeah. that game. And that, that's just and that's just a a little bit of a better job on the on the Chiefs side when it mattered most. Uh, I think that yeah, the Chargers definitely a, could have walked out with with a win, but you just need that one big play, just just like they did last Sunday, that one big long bomb that Mahomes threw, and to I think it was to Tyreek Hill, and that's all you need. And that's and that's yeah. how, that's how you pick up momentum. This is how great this team is. This is how great this quarterback is. Definitely, definitely. And so, in my opinion, I think though for the Chiefs to win this game against the Ravens uh, this Sunday. The the Chiefs will definitely have to play better than what they did last weekend. Oh sure, yeah, no, they, they, yeah, they the, can't. They the can't Ravens, play they the Ravens are playing really well. Yeah, and they are a good team. They uh, got some great corners too. I mean, they got a, they got uh, Marcus Peters, the former Chief, uh, covering likely covering Tyreek Hill, maybe a, a maybe Travis Kelsey at times. Although Travis Kelsey is just so dominant, he can go against anybody they've got great you got marlon humphrey in that in that secondary too they've got to find a matchup for uh sammy watkins it's a good matchup i think it's tight i think it's tight but i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the ravens win it by, mm-hmm. by about six i think about yeah, six. i'm gonna say the ravens win it as well but i'll think i think they'll win it by a touchdown okay pretty so pretty close pretty yeah, close yeah, just yeah. one just one dip, one, one point dip. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the cowboys and seahawks so you got the cowboys excuse me who got a weird onside kick against the Falcons, and they they did things. Believe me, they they had a lot of horrible coaching decisions. Oh, yes. They 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 go for it on fourth down twice. They go for fake punt twice. They don't go. They go for two when they could have had an extra point to make it thirty nine thirty one. But they make they try and make it thirty two thirty nine, which is to me is weird. I, I don't understand. You could have go. You could go for the extra point, still make it an eight yeah, point game. Go for the two later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead, they. They know they have to get a touchdown, extra point, following an onside kick. If they don't get this onside kick, they're 0-2. This is the smartest onside kick I've ever seen. Greg the Lake, what his, is he the MVP now that this was, league? Now, Dak Prescott played an incredible I think, game. But. I, I do think, though, that like he was a great onside kick, but mm. the Falcons was just looked clueless right. on that kickoff. Like, they yeah. were just watching it. They just right. looked at it. And the they didn't whole have time. to. No. Yeah, someone, could have, someone could have touched it. It doesn't uh, matter uh, if it goes to inheritance or not. Someone could touch it. Yeah, it was... It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and it's literally the, the smartest thing I've seen from the Cowboys. It's literally just like a box out, okay? Yeah, they did. But like, yeah. a, right, like a box out in the NBA on a free throw. Okay, box funny. out, box out, goes 10. Okay, grab it. Yeah. It's literally the greatest it, thing. It worked great. It worked really great. <laughs> and uh, what was really cool about that game, and I thought was funny, was the Cowboys did not lead a single second of that game, and they won the game. Unbelievable. 
Because they, they hit the field goal as the clock expired and yeah. won by one point, by 40 to 39. They got some things to, to be proud of, too. I mean, uh, I was thinking Dalton Schultz, no way he can lead this team as the number one tight end. Then you got Blake Bell, the former Oklahoma quarterback, uh, who, who played for the Chiefs last year as the number two tight end for the Cowboys. And now it's like, well... What, what are you, you going to do here, right? So, uh, but I, I definitely do like the wide receivers. I think they can definitely come up big. They, they just got to get them opportunities. They they got to get them space, and they and can again. I, they can. I think really, all you have to worry about you got Jamal Adams who could play anywhere on the field, and, and that's obviously tougher for any offense to go against. And you still got Bobby Wagner, probably uh, one of the best, if not the best, linebacker uh, linebacker in the game. So you definitely got some tough tough things uh but I, I still see russell wilson coming through yeah i don't i don't i'm gonna be honest i don't see yeah. the cowboys winning this game yeah i i, I see russell Seahawks wilson coming through he's just he's just unbelievable no matter yeah. who he throws to he's getting guys that you didn't think would get involved will disley of course i mean you DK, got you DK got metcalf playing great yeah you got dk metcalf who fought hard against stefan gilmore the cornerback who's probably the best cornerback in, in the nfl right and mm-hmm. you got uh tyler lockett who's been who's now a veteran, who's been great for a long time. He's a speedy receiver. And you got Russell Wilson, who's now, literally, I think, at his peak. I think it started in about maybe 2015. And now he's now he's on the top of his game. His, his ball placement is incredible. His accuracy is incredible. I mean, there's no teaching that now. He's at the top of his game. I'm going to say he comes through with uh, with a big win. Yeah, I definitely think that you're right there. I think the Seahawks will win this one. Uh, I don't know how easy it'll be, but it, it's going to depend on the Cowboys' defense because they've been kind of mm-hmm. so-so this, uh, this right, season so far. Right. I think if if the Cowboys can't get out any opportunity, now I do think it can be the opportunity to be a a very lightning high-scoring game. It definitely could be an offensive game for sure. Yeah, it, it could and, be maybe because both of these offenses maybe, have great weapons. Maybe and, a 37-33 game for yeah, Seattle. I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see it. I agree with that. Yeah, and I mean Seattle gave New England a fight, you know, vice versa. New England oh, yeah, gave I mean, them a fight. Cam New, Newton New was England, just a few uh, yards short of the end zone. If you get there, you get the touchdown, you get the win with no time left. I mean, it's, it's literally just inches. I'm just saying they, the they failed hard on that last play. <laughs> I understand Cam Newton is a great mm-hmm. running quarterback, but I think everybody watching that game knew that he was going to run that ball. Mm, right. It was, it was too predictable, it was you think? too predictable. No. You think and maybe, I, maybe a, I think you the, find Edelman on the outside on that I think play? You, you do something different. You, yeah. you more hand it off to somebody. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but it was – everybody knew it was coming. And then right. it, it just – it fell apart. It was hard. It was, a, it was a big fail in my opinion. Right. And so we'll, we'll, we'll be looking for that. It'll be the late afternoon game. Cues now. Who thought that the Vikings would possibly go 0-3 on the year? Now they face the Tennessee Titans this week. I think this will definitely be a better matchup for them than the last two games. Yeah, uh, The Titans have their flaws. Um, but, I don't know. They uh, they seem to have a hard time replacing uh, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. And, it seems and, like they're having a hard time replacing that guy. Yeah, it seems like and Adam, is Adam Thielen isn't doing the same. Clear-cut number one guy, right? And but you, you don't have him. He's not doing the same. Producing, he's not, no, you don't. Not having, making those great, you know, he's not making those number one receiver numbers. Right, right. Not like he has, like in the past, probably. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely possible for the Vikings to be going 0-3. They, they are not playing well either. Yeah, yeah. And you got Derrick Henry, who's been uh, starting a little bit let's say a little bit slow i mean he's he hasn't got he doesn't have a touchdown so far this this season 
right? He's a. I don't he's believe he's okay though. He's yeah. got he's got quite a few rushing right, yards. Though. Right, right. I but, think uh, it's been a bit slow to start with. Okay, so he had about okay, so he had thirty one carries for one hundred sixteen yards against the the win against Denver. I, I think you you got to give him the ball that many times, and if you give him the ball that many times, there's going to be a breakthrough some way or not. King Henry is going to get his touches, and he's going to get where he wants to be. I think, though, the defenses are giving him more respect this season. Sure. Definitely, than they did last season. Yeah. I definitely think that uh, last season, you know, because he, he never was the breakout player that he was up until last season. Like, yeah. people didn't respect him as much, and he he really had a great year last year. And yeah. uh, so I definitely think that defenses, coaching, uh, people are watching film on him. They're, everybody's like, they're – they're more prepared for this guy. So yeah. it's going to be more of a challenge for him. But I, I think you keep giving him his touches and he'll have, he'll have good, right. he'll have good games. He had 25 carries, 84 yards, no touchdowns still, but he, he's going to break through eventually. Oh yeah. No doubt that he's going to so. break through. And when he does, I mean, this is, this could literally again, be a guy running to the top of the running back throne in the NFL. So it'll be, Sooner than later, I think that he'll break through, I would say, especially in fantasy. Again, I understand if you're frustrated, I wouldn't give up on him. No way. He's a can-cut guy. Definitely. Now, now we'll save that for uh, a fantasy podcast if we ever have one or if if someone else wants it, but that's my thing. (laughs) That's my opinion. Um, Then you have the NFL injury bug. Yeah, speaking of fantasy. It was a lot of injuries last last week. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Everybody's fantasy is like all in disarray now. Everybody's yeah. all confused, don't know what's going on. I would think it, it's a lot to do injuries. with, I would I would say it's a lot to do with lack of practicing, the offseason being crazy. Yeah, no, no, no uh, preseason. No preseason. And you've literally got, I mean, guys, so you've got guys. Anthony Barr, you get Drew Locke left the game, Saquon Barkley's Saquon out for the season. Towards ACL. <laughs> Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas. Both of them tore their ACL. Yeah, well, I think. the Cowboys, I mean, You've already got Leighton Van Der Esch with the collarbone, Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, Sean Lee out. Um, got Jerry Judy was banged up. Cam Akers ruled out. Uh, Byron Jones injured his groin. You got a lot of guys that are Christian, too. Right, Christian McCaffrey's going to miss multiple weeks. You, you get, but you got guys, but like that aren't even like like actually injured, injured, and they're just yeah. questionable because they've got small injuries. Like Devontae Adams right. is questionable for uh, this weekend. He's uh, he's de- he got downgraded to doubtful right this, uh, yeah. this game, and uh, you know I'm sure a lot of guys are hurting in their fantasy. You know, speaking of fantasy, just a second ago, I'm definitely mm. I'm one of those guys. Um, right, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I definitely agree with you though on like lack of uh, practice, lack of uh, you know not having a preseason. Uh, I don't know. It's just getting thrown right into it and going full speed yeah. in a regular game is uh, can be hard on a person's body, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know these guys are in great shape, but there's only so much a body can take. So many, yeah, only so much you can do. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still human. Again, yeah. there's Le'Veon Bell, Marlon Mack, a couple of great running backs going down, and you no, know, you Saquon. Just, yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And that's those just are the three worst. amazing running backs that yeah. are out for the season. It's just basically it's the worst, and you got to. Uh, do nothing but hope the best for these guys. I mean, it's it's a and we told you in the first episode of, of the year, it's very unpredictable. I mean, especially for for everybody, for the media, for players, for everybody, and we're gonna have to learn to adjust. It's gonna be a tough adjustment. Now, going on to the last cue in our last topic before we sign off, you're a interesting 
four-letter network that I'm not going to name. You guys can assume that yourself. But an analyst there suggested that Drew Brees may need to be benched for Jameis Winston. I have one word. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, like, the guy is... Drew Brees Like, I understand is, he's, he's 41. Drew Brees is going to go into... <laughs> he's, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Of course. He is going, no question, Hall of Fame in the NFL. Jameis Winston is going to be known for the guy that went 30 and 30. Had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in the season. Right. Right. I mean, these are literally questions again. I wonder if this dude, like, actually, like, processed this through his brain before (laughs) he spoke it, or if he just spoke it as soon as it came to his head. Oh, I mean. Because I understand that Drew Brees is old, and he's not having the greatest of seasons, but you cannot disrespect a man like that. I mean, he was literally rusty for, okay, for one game without Michael Thomas. I mean, what's your, your one receiver is what, Emmanuel Sanders, who's been struggling you Traquan Smith I mean that's your next receiver and what's your next receiver going to be Taysom Hill very athletic guy but if you're depending on Taysom to be a wide receiver throughout the game which is not what he does he does it's hard to replace everything. a guy like Michael Thomas right so yeah that's I, I that's what you're I mean I feel like that's what you're yeah yeah yeah, saying. yeah Michael like, is a guy that you is to one of a kind yeah you, you you can't just lose him and expect the team to just go right back to how it was you know it that's a big that's a big hole to fill right and you look at him it, he even had a better completion percentage from the Las Vegas game in week two than Tampa Bay in week one, 68.4 to 60, 312 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But this is a guy, again, if you give him the weapons he needs, if you give him Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas they, should they, be back in a couple of weeks, yeah, I think. Yeah, if you give him that receiver, you give him possibly the best receiver in the NFL. I think you they're literally, just playing it safe, though, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think Michael Thomas could be out Keep there Keep right it safe now. because you know the injury bug is going crazy right yeah, now. He, but He could be out there, but, you know, you don't want to lose him for the season. Right. If you if, you, and you if, want him to get healthy and come back, and then, you know, you can continue to win games. Right. Nothing but, but gold for the Saints. Once you get that, we got that connection between Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, I mean, right. it seemed like maybe Drew Brees, okay, he, he misses balls here and there, and, you know, it's bad. You don't want to see it. But, again, this is a guy who's still – who still could be a top quarterback just, in the game. I just don't think you can say anything. But Definitely not Jameis Winston. Drop, uh, benching <laughs> Drew Brees for Jameis Winston. That almost makes me throw up when it comes and, out and, of my mouth. And I feel comfortable that that's... I understand that I am just a college kid at Oklahoma State <laughs> University, and this guy actually works for a big organization. But, I mean, come on. Come on. And honestly, probably only like four or five people are going to hear me say this, but this is the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. I just, I, I don't know what to say. And usually I have a lot to say. I, it's, like I said, I have one word and it's stupid. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just the dumbest oh, thing. Man. Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And, and still going through it. And still, yeah. And is it still, just I'd because say he's had a couple off games after losing his number one receiver is, you know, he's still putting up decent numbers. He's, you know, he, he's not perfect. I mean, right. gosh, he lost his number one Wide receiver, come on now. Yeah, yeah. And that's all you can really say. That's all you can really uh, – yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually I have a lot to say, but I'm, I'm speechless. So, yeah, Michael Thomas now ruled out against Green Bay with an ankle injury. I believe he'll so, be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a week or two, but he'll come back. He'll definitely come back. But we're going to end it right there. So – that was an interesting episode and an interesting ending. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, but, I, but we thank you so much for tuning in to the, uh, this episode of Before the Storm. 
Uh, we hope we can be back. If not next week, definitely the week after. But until then, I'm Jared. Yep. I'm James. I appreciate all you guys that made it this far. Thank uh, you so much. It's been, a, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, still, it's been a long road and still a long road coming. Thank you so much and have a great week.